Ladies and gentlemen, the Empire Podcast Marvel Studios Fanfare Orchestra is proud to present a special request from a listener. We don't do birthday parties. We should do birthday parties. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Wow, nailed it. Pretty much in the same key. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just about and now, beautiful. here is definitely the Empire Podcast Marvel Studios Fanfare Orchestra and not Nick Store doing the Marvel Studios Fanfare Orchestra. Ahem. A one, a two, a one, two, three. There you go. Seamless. Perfect. <laughs> Who knew I could do just that with a kazoo? <laughs> just one kazoo and I can make that noise. It's incredible. Hello, this your mutant power, Chris. <laughs> this is my mutant power. Uh-oh. Mutants in the Empire podcast confirmed. <laughs> mutants in the MCU confirmed. Mm, we shall see. We shall see. Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to the, the last Aww. Miss Marvel. We... <laughs> It's sadder than I <laughs> Welcome to the last of our Miss Marvel weekly spoiler special. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I will miss Kamala Khan. I will miss Brian. I will miss, <laughs> <laughs> I will miss the other members of the Khan family. Uh, they have gone now. Surprised he all died in the end, quite frankly. It was <laughs> a dark ending. Didn't see that one coming, but, but still. So, yes. This was the the final episode of Miss Marvel, and uh, there were a lot of revelations. There was a lot of sesty fighting, uh, and there was a lot of nice character stuff as well. I am joined to discuss this episode by Amon Warman. In Biggin! <laughs> Amon, Amon, we've talked not about this. Not in here. <laughs> yeah, not, not in this no, case. <laughs> You can't just yell in Biggin in public spaces. I have learned this the hard way, my friend. Oh, really? There's a story behind this. Yeah. Why do you think I'm not allowed in the London Underground? Uh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> oh, you know what? I thought there's no James this week. There's no Helen. This is going to be a nice, normal, sane podcast. We're all going to be on our best behavior. Then this fucking dickhead here shows up and yells in Biggin in his first sentence. Honestly. Good X-Men theme, though. It was. Good X-Men thing. Uh, we're also joined by Sophie Butcher. Hello. Who does not know the X-Men thing. No, sorry. Have you ever seen the X-Men animated series? No. There's so many great super cartoons I will have to educate you on, honestly. Starting sorry. with that and also the Justice League animated series, which is the <laughs> best super animated series of all time. No, you're all right. <laughs> What, what I like about what I like about us here at the Empire Podcast is that we are open-minded when it comes to animation. I yeah, 
I'm not James. The blur, blur. No, no chance, mate. No, absolutely not. Not if I was dying, and, my, and the only chance I had of survival was to watch the Clone Wars. No, thank you. I'm good. Animated series X Men. No, I'm busy that year. Uh, but anyway, this is not a prejudice for animation. It's just just haven't seen it. Well, you can see it. You can. You, this is something it's you can on rectify. Disney Plus right now. Oh, there's a lot of stuff wow. to watch. Among no, no. We're in the golden age of TV. Sponsored by Disney Plus. Yes, once you've seen Better Call Saul, then you can uh, <laughs> you can catch up with uh, X Men, the animated series. Uh, we're also joined uh, by Neil Bat. Hello, Neil. Hello there. Welcome, welcome. Thanks. What do you think of this week's Better Call Saul? Oh, Since fantastic. I suspect we're the only people in this room who watch yes, it. Yes, I did yeah. tweet about. It. Yeah. What an episode? I didn't see your tweet. What did you What did you tweet? Uh, no spoilers. I tweeted that it's very good. I wow. tweeted that it's Sendry stuff. Stop the presses. <laughs> I'm a great reviewer. Glad I, I asked that, now. That, that, that this is the type of thing that other prequels should learn for. Precisely. Precisely. Um, Phantom Menace. Better Call Saul. They're, they're kind of they're, they're in the sure. same they're in the same ballpark. Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about Better Call Saul much, though I would enjoy that. We're here to talk about the final episode of Miss Marvel. A uh, lot of stuff to talk about, but let's get a general reaction first. Did this episode for you stick the landing? Neil, let's start with you. Yes, it did. I was apprehensive going in, and I thought it would be a typical Marvel, you know, two 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 adversaries who have similar powers fighting each other. There was a little bit of that. There was a little bit. It was only about five minutes, mm. and then there was a good talking scene, and it stopped. So it was, it was, it was nicely done. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there, was, there was a run through this episode where, where Kamran and Kamala would... would talk and then some people would crash into the frame and then they'd have to run a bit and then they'd stop <laughs> and, and none of them were out of breath <laughs> yeah. I, came up in, I came up in the lift to this place we're on the fifth floor in our some kind of us came up in the lift brand new t- well, some of us I'm on never skipped leg day <laughs> Get around. Let me tell you the story of Amon, the space Viking. Who always takes the stairs. <laughs> he watch. went from said bod to god bod just you by were... walking up five flights of stairs. Anyway, I was, I was, I took the lift here and I was out of breath. Uh, so I don't know how those guys, I know they're younger than I am. Um, I think you guys combined are younger than I am. But uh, that's, you know, they, they were running around that school. Then they would have a talky bit and then a fighty bit and then another talky bit and yeah. another fighty bit. And no point where they like, I need I need five minutes here. I need a breather. So no. that took me out of the show. So I'm going to, have to give it one star. Minus what Chris said, it was a very good episode. All right, okay. You choose to focus on the big picture. I will. I'll let the minutiae take me down. Yeah, it was a it was yeah good episode. I thought uh, by and large, uh, uh, Sophie. Yeah, I really loved it. Um, I like that we were back in Jersey City, back with mm. her friends. Um, the action was cool. I think this was the best depiction of her powers and like the range of them, but also Cameron's powers were very cool. I felt like the, it sort of took it to a next level with all of that stuff in this episode. But plenty of character things, some surprises at the end, just what you want from a, a sort of finale to these shows. Mm. Um, although I know there's been like bits along the way where we've been like, oh, I wanted a bit more explanation on that, a bit of clarity on that. I I don't feel sort of short change or anything by the how this show is wrapped up I think it's wrapped up really well and yeah one of my top um, MCU shows I would think hmm. yeah I think I, I, I think I've put it I don't know where because I think WandaVision for me is still the best yeah, of the MCU shows mm. and then honestly cigarette papers width between this Hawkeye and Loki but it, you know 
any given day. It's the same with my MCU top 10. You know, today my number one film is Avengers Infinity War. Tomorrow it'll be Iron Man 3. The day after that it'll be Guardians. The day after that it'll be Winter Soldier. That You know, that's just mm. the way it, it kind of works. And But it's, it's hard because I, I really, really enjoyed this show and I loved a lot of what, you know, a lot of what it was doing. It felt different. It felt new. I loved the deal in Bilal being back as directors this week mm. and you could feel a, a slight could, different yeah. injection really of energy mm-hmm. going on there, which I which I really, really liked. Uh, but who cares what I think? I'm on. Yeah, no, I uh, too really, really like this finale. I've tweeted in previous weeks about how if Miss Marvel did the action stuff as well as it does everything else, it would be the best Disney Plus show for me. Um, I'm still thinking about where it would rank would be very, very high. But I think part of the reason why this finale works so well is because while there is action stuff, there's not really that much like punching and biting and like, bringing down the bad guy, that element of it. And when I think about my favorite finales for the Disney Plus MCU shows, it's between this and Loki, which is another finale, which didn't have a lot of punching and kicking and fighting. It was just basically a big monologue for <laughs> Kang, which is one of my favorite scenes. He's still going. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> which is one of my favorite scenes in the MCU today. I think Jonathan Major just knocked that out of the park. But yeah, I really, really liked that this finale by and large focused on what we know was Marvel does very well, which is family, which is characters, which is family. relationships, which is Iman Bellini being awesome. It gave us a whole bunch of that. And, you know, I was talking to Neil uh, before we started recording, but the pure heroism. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this thing is <laughs> in, in, Alan's having a situation. In a shocking but on point metaphor, Amon's microphone has suffered a bit of liberal brewer's droop. <laughs> It's the heat. It's the heat. It's all right. It happens to every man. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, Neil, mic- that was my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Before we started recording. Do you the think mi- I'm going to let that slip? The microphone is so appalled by Amon's opinions that it was trying to, it was trying to shy away from, from the very words that were coming out of his mouth. I was just watching the microphone just slowly, slowly droop away from Amon's mouth. It was quite beautiful. It was quite beautiful. Take it as a sign of mine. Stop talking. <laughs> Maybe I should. But... No, I'm going to make my point. That my microphone better behave. Wow. But, <laughs> but the, the, the pure heroism we saw at the end of this episode was just awesome to me because when it comes down to it, I think a lot of the time we get caught up in the whole punching, you know, bringing down the bad guy. And I do obviously like that element of being a superhero. But when it comes down to why these people do what they do, it comes down to saving people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is what the focus is with Miss Marvel's actions here in that final act. And I just absolutely love that. It's the same. I was, I was saying a similar thing about the Batman in the end of that film. But this does it in the same way, just in a very Miss Marvel way. I mean, she's not just <laughs> she's not just saving people. The people that she is like trying to disable, which is the Department of Damage Control, she will bring down their truck and then 20 seconds later ask them, are you guys okay? Yeah. That is just perfect for the character yeah. and yeah. perfect for the finale. I yeah. just, I love that element of it. I love their response, by the way. Yes, there's a lot of talking points here and we're obviously going to fixate on the mutation thing and whether mutants have been confirmed in the MCU and whether Kamala Khan is now mm. a mutant and whether they've retconned her, her origin. But can we just talk about 
the big burning issue of the show for me, which is that Nightlight is a much better name than Miss Marvel. <laughs> well, you know what? Prior mm-hmm. to the end of this episode, I would have agreed with you. But the way in which they yeah. give her the Miss Marvel yeah. name and yeah. help you understand why she's called that, rather than it just being, I'm taking inspiration from my favorite superhero, the way in which her father says the, the, the name, come, I, I just absolutely, I was applauding it was in my seat as I was watching it. It was fantastic. So yeah, her I, I kind of I love the name now. Her parents, yeah, I love it as well. Like, mm-hmm. the, the way it was done was, be- it was so. I, it was like one of the many moments when I cried in, during this episode. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things that really got to me. Um, I, so I was, I was watching this on the train, so it's really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Sobbing on the train. So you, you were crying in one carriage. In the next carriage, someone was yelling and biggin'. <laughs> it's a really awkward journey. Yeah. <laughs> really um, tough. But I love how integral her parents are to mm. her name and her costume. Yeah. Because her mum oh, makes yeah. the costume and it's, oh, it's beautiful. It, it really, I, I must, I've got notes because of course I do. <laughs> I wrote it pops because it does pop. Yep. It's very cool. It like, Kamala, it looks amazing on her. I just love the fact that her mum made it, but her, her dad named her. It's so good. It's just mm. wonderful. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I, will, I will admit that. That scene was was absolutely tremendous with uh, with Yusuf and, you know, because he's been off screen for two episodes now. Mm-hmm. And in that time, they were really placing the accent on, you know, the relationship between Kamala and Maniba. And, you know, I was hoping that he wouldn't be left out of the equation entirely and you know she gets you know, Maniba gets to give her the costume I thought was really really lovely and then that scene on the roof at the end uh, uh, you know which is just which is glorious and we talked about this on last week's show that it was the fact that the whole family is accepting of her powers mm-hmm. none of them no just no pushback just kind of be careful out there we don't want you to get hurt you know rather than kind of going I don't know the more cliched way which would have been stern disapproval you know, you're grounded or, you know, you're not, you're, you're no superhero being on my watch, mm. Miss Kamala Khan. Uh, and in fact, they're absolutely all for it and are encouraging her mm. in her uh, superhero endeavors. Lovely scene, but I, I've really grown to like Nightlight. <laughs> Honestly, genuinely, there's a name. It's not an awful name. It's not an awful name. And there's even a point in this episode where she, you know, you can see, see her going, Miss Nightlight, is it, is it my mm. name? Am I, is that what I'm going with? Yeah. But yeah, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel. Yeah, it. I can. I can see it. I can see it sticking, folks. I can see it sticking. <laughs> she. She hasn't been fully called Miss Marvel yet, though. Right? Not by someone else. No. Yeah. She hasn't done yeah. the thing where she goes, "I am Miss Marvel." No. Yeah. Yeah. No, her, her no, dad I've, does say it, but that's yeah. that's kind of it. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get to it, but given what <laughs> happens with a certain Captain Marvel, I feel like what? in the Marvels <laughs> we're going to get the full Miss Marvel, and she'll fully sort of come into her, her own in that name. No one listening to this skipped the credits, right? <laughs> I, just wanna, I hope not. I just want to make I sure. I really that hope not. It's like those people who are in the cinema and leave. Before. I will. St- I will I never understand. understand. I will never understand. I've, yeah. I've, 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 <laughs> I have to hold myself back. Like, guys, what are you? There's another scene. I've, I've, I've been I on yelled <laughs> in the cinema. <laughs> have you? <laughs> like, there's another credit scene. There's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Now and again I'll go, you can stay for the first one, but the second one's inessential. The second one's yeah. just Bruce Campbell looking at the camera. You don't need to see that one. <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah. Unless you're a diehard Sam Raimi fan. And then I do a three-hour PowerPoint presentation of Sam Raimi. <laughs> By that point, the cinema's just empty. <laughs> I think a good way to do, to do this is to kind of break up the entrance, like in Demons, um, which I'm working on. <laughs> so for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I'm going to break up the entrance. <laughs> um, 
But yes, okay, so let's talk about it in case you, in case somehow you did miss it. There was a mid-credits sting mm-hmm. in which, message in a bottle, uh, in which Carol Danvers, so something happens with the, the bangle, so mm-hmm. it, it, it activates something, it starts to glow, and then suddenly Kamala is whisked back through her wardrobe, uh, into into her wardrobe, and out of that steps Carol Danvers, or what might be Carol Danvers. So that's open to interpretation, first of all. Mm-hmm. I think it is absolutely 100% Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. and it's somehow, somehow, and Amon has a, a face which indicates that he may have a theory about this, <laughs> that may involve nega bands. Am I right, Amon? Nope. Okay. Uh, I was expecting a non-guarantee. I, yeah, I was expecting it, but no, we've been no. we've been let down. And I'm on semi-guarantee. <laughs> Which, I, I haven't done anything. I'm just listening. I'm been let down. I, I, don't, I haven't done nothing. I don't want any mention of the word semi and uh, in the same sentence as I'm on after what he's just done oh. today. I All will right. say that my Sophie says so almost came true. Sophie says so was pretty good, that, pretty damn good. The lamp yeah, was. I thought it was going to be right, and that was going to be the end, and I was like. I got it right, but there was one week later. But yeah, it was kind of the end. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was the emotional point of the show. But anyway, mm. so Carol Danvers crashes through, comes out of the, 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 the wardrobe, and then she finds herself obviously in Kamala's bedroom and then goes, oh, no, 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 and then exits frame. So actu- actual Brie Larson in mm. actual Miss mm. Marvel TV mm. show right at the end. Now, they don't get to interact, and I know... I've had a quick glance at some of the questions we've we've had sent in, and someone has expressed disappointment that they didn't get to interact, but they'll get plenty of that in the Marvels. Mm-hmm. But I would say this is a really good starting point for the Marvels because we've been mm. wondering about how this would happen, how yeah. Captain Marvel, who is a cosmic superhero of almost infinite power, would somehow find herself palling around with this young girl from Jersey City. And the answer seems to be that the bangle somehow has tapped into Carol Danvers' energy signature, which means it might be linked in some way to the Tesseract. You never know. Uh, and has swapped places with them across the universe. Mm. And now Carol Danvers is stranded on Earth with no real way of getting back to where um, well, Kamala I mean, is going to be. She can, she can fly she, very fast. Yeah, yeah obviously. very fast. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I loved it. I didn't expect that this would be the way that we would see Carol Danvers, mm. but it is very, very intriguing. And to me... It's just very, very clever because it connects the Cree, which is Cree. <laughs> uh, so obviously Miss uh, Captain Marvel has uh, a lot of Cree connections with the Bangle, which we you know the first time we see the Bangle in the show chronologically is when um, <gasps> it's on a Cree, exactly. Cree. And I feel like this is also going to be part of the thing that connects us to Shang Chi and his Cree. ten rings. Because mm. again, the temple had that ten rings mm-hmm. symbol in yeah. it. Who knows about the Whoa. ten rings? Are you Captain saying, Marvel in like, the at the end of Shang Chi? So it's all. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Are you so saying, there's your theory let you, down by me. What was your? What, you? I don't think you actually. <laughs> What, what was your theory? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it all connects, Chris. Ring, that yeah, was the it all connects with the, the rings, the bangle, Cree, it's okay. all connected. Okay. Are yeah. you saying what you think you're saying? <laughs> Are you saying what I think you're saying? Are you suggesting Simu Liu is going to show up in the Marvels yes. as Shang-Chi? Wow. Okay. That. That's interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is, a, this is a very neat and elegant setup for the Marvels. So, mm-hmm. Carol Danvers 
swaps places with Kamala Khan, uh, finds herself on Earth all of a sudden, maybe goes looking for some, you know, suddenly Kamala is millions of miles away across space in some sort of situation. So that's going need, needs to be sorted out. Perhaps she goes while she's on Earth for the first really proper time without, you know, there being a, like a, a universe shattering threat to deal with. Mm-hmm. Maybe she goes and checks out her old pal Maria. Where, yeah. Where's Maria? Oh, she's dead. But oh, who's this? It's her daughter, Monica. Mm. Oh my God, Monica, you've grown up. Well, <laughs> you don't know the half of it. I could do this. <laughs> and mm. something like, you know, maybe they team up and then, oh, let's investigate the rings. And then Shang-Chi goes, ah, and then he starts kicking people. And then, and then somehow <laughs> they, they end up in space. Is, is Sam Jackson in yes. the Marvels? Yeah. All right. Okay. I think so. That oh, would make this sense. Is, this is yeah. great. I'm, yeah. I'm so mega excited about that movie. I, I cannot wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, after that, I 100% am. And not even just because of it's brought Carol back to Earth, but it's like, where is Kamala? She could be literally anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And like, she's probably going to be scared she's going to be in danger god knows what's going on so i, I think she does scared well oh, maybe not she's pretty tough so maybe not but she's writing on a blackboard a space blackboard yeah. somewhere. she's got a her plans are wild yeah it's also it's good that they're doing it this way because as much like before this episode i had it in my mind that cavill would have somehow heard about uh kamala's uh activities and would come down and sort of you know the mentor mentee relationship would, would begin mm. and that would have worked but yeah. we've seen that Mm. with Tony Stark and Peter Parker before. So to do it this way in terms of this is how we introduce Kamala to the wider MCU, I think is really, really interesting. Yeah, if yeah. it's a rescue, if, if the Marvels is a rescue mission, that's mm. really fun, mm. I think. Or at least for the first half or so. Yes. I, I did assume it was going to be some sort of recruitment scene mm-hmm. or something like that. Obviously, it's going to be post-credit. I'm glad she wasn't in it for that long. So it was just a nice little brief cameo, done. Yeah. And that was it. That's all we need to see of, of Brie Larson in, in this show. So, uh-huh. yeah, I'm curious where Carmela is now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, we, we think uh, that it is absolutely 100% Carol Danvers because another option, of course, could be that uh, she's a, you know, um, Kamala is a polymorph and in the comics, one of her first, you know, for the for, for very first time she, she triggers her powers after being exposed to the Terrigen Bomb, mm-hmm. you know, she polymorphs, she transforms into... Carol Danvers or to a version of Carol Danvers um, and obviously you have all sorts of you know as we discussed uh, was it last week's show or the week before that we, you know you have all sorts of Ixum uh, overtones with that uh, mm-hmm. as well so I don't think they're going to go down that route Mm-mm. but um, we don't think that's it she's not no. polymorphed her way this no, is not no, her this is that's actual Carol Danvers yeah. who suddenly has found herself on Earth okay I, I agree with that seems like it from yeah. the way she was looking around the room and like whoa why is my face everywhere exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think if they were going to go down the polymorph, polymorph route, why would you sort of hide that from the camera and have her disappear out into the wardrobe and just just have just do all of that yeah. in camera? Mm. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't see them going down that route. Has she changed her hair? Yeah, Carol has. Yeah, I'm yeah. upset that the short hair is gone because I oh, like the Carol's short hair. Was the short hair in play at the end of Shang Chi? I can't yes. remember. I think so. Oh. It was. Yeah. All right. So I need to have a, a conversation about how long it takes to grow hair out. <laughs> and, you know, when, because we don't know when this takes place. Mm. And, you know, I just want, I want everything to line up. That's all, that's all I want. You know, how long does it take? Six months? A year to grow hair? Depends on the person. Depends on the person. A little while. Though. Maybe one of her powers is she can grow her hair. Yeah. I wish I had that. I have, powered hair. I have no advice to give you in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably a bit longer or something in this room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, mutants. Should I, should I donate some of mine to you? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got an abundance of beer. <laughs> it is a good beard. Yeah. Is that what you brought this week in a plastic bag? Some hair. No, I, 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 I glued to me in a mom. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that'll be. The, yeah, I bought brownies. I bought cake. This time, I'll bring glue and hair. Just sell the tape to us. Yeah, that's a good way to go. The theme. I do yeah. have something. I'm going to say that oh. I could make that work, but I, I don't want to try it. <laughs> if you have hair lying around your home that you would like to send into us, so we can super glue it to ourselves, then please do. Honestly, we could. The advanced hair studio could be out of business within a week. If, this could be our Dragon's Den diddle among <laughs> you and I could be on Dragon's Den by the end of the year asking Peter Jones £250,000 in exchange for 10% in, in, our, in our new venture <laughs> glue hair <laughs> how does it work we just we, we go around barber shops we find the hair on the floor and then we glue it to you magic has just happened in this world. <laughs> something happened oh dear anyway Neil, magic or shit <laughs> One of the two. Honestly, in the MCU, they're <laughs> interchangeable. Uh, no, that sounded wrong. Um, anyway, Neil, you said you brought something for us. What have you I brought? I did, yeah. I wasn't going to because it was hot. I don't want to bake. So I found a no-bake cheesecake. Oh, wait a second. So you don't like British Bake Off? Nice. Only seen the episode once. Remember yeah. it. <laughs> right. What have you got? I will get it out. One sec. Oh, my God. <laughs> In Sophie, I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you've been exposed to this. This is absolutely horrendous. It might have Can I be the first to contact HR on your behalf? HR. <laughs> well, it depends on what you brought up, doesn't it? Callback. Lovely callback. Before I give this to you, did uh, did your wife get any cake? Oh, she fucking did. <laughs> I've done she, two slices no, she, to you again. Like, she did. She okay. Okay. Here's what happened. Give me two slices. <laughs> right. I ate the first slice. Yep. It was delicious. Mm. Thank you. Absolutely delicious. It was. And then you ate uh, the second slice. And Fala, Fala, doesn't, Fala doesn't really have a sweet tooth. Fala doesn't have a sweet tooth. This is true. Yeah. I've heard it. So, so she ate a bite of your cake, and said, "This is amazing, but I'm done." And I assumed that she meant I'm done forever with, with the cake. <laughs> so she left the room for five minutes. I ate the cake. <laughs> she came back and went, you've eaten my cake. <laughs> and by that point, it was too late. <laughs> it was too late. There was nothing I could do. That poor woman. I tried to, I tried to regurgitate it, but apparently that oh, wasn't. No. Lucky, lucky her. Yeah. So what have you got? I, what have you got? Right, here we go. That the record reflects that Neil has just handed Chris All something. Right. I'm opening a box. It looks gooey. <laughs> it does look gooey. I hope people like some sort of cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Okay, it's passed the smell test. <laughs> it's got a good wobble. What is it exactly, Neil? It is um, millionaire cheesecake. Oh. Noise. Made by a non-millionaire. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's amazing. I also appreciate that you've glued hair to it. That's really, <laughs> that's really lovely. <laughs> Extra texture and taste. <laughs> no one's ever tried that in cake. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'll go and bake off and do that next year. Yes, please, please, please do my that. my hair cake, Paul. <laughs> There's a Hollywood handshake. Followed swiftly by security ejecting you from the tent. Hollywood hair shake. Oh my God. He's got lovely hair. Paul Hollywood <laughs> really nice. has lovely, lovely hair. Mutants. Yes. Mm. Mutants. Mutants. Uh, so what do we make of Lat, the big potential reveal at the end of the episode that Bruno um, says, you know, I've, I've been looking at your genes. Don't ask how. I don't uh, know. 
Like, yeah. how is he? How does he know how to do that? He's a super he genius. A, is he a geneticist? I don't understand how he's yeah, quite that he, clever. Yeah. He could read her DNA in like what, episode two or something like that with his iPad or whatever it was. Yeah, I was confused about it then, and I still am now. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you just have to go with that just, one. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. yeah. He seems smart, so he needs to he knows. know what yeah, he's, he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's. <laughs> I'm sure he's on the up and up. Uh, so he says, you know, your family doesn't have it. Uh, it's only something that you have, and it is some sort of mutation. And then you're thinking, oh, hang on. So does that mean that Kamala is now a mutant? And then just to ram home the point <laughs> on the soundtrack <laughs> for the second time this year. I love that this has become the official sort of, you know, mutant theme. And Sophie doesn't know. This Sophie is why this passed me by. I didn't yeah. spot that because I don't know the I didn't know the theme. See, I do now. If you're watching this episode with me, I was like, <laughs> that local fact that I'm doing crazy stuff in my head. Um but um <laughs> I'm on his skiing a lot. I'm feeling very uncomfortable right now. I know. I've never seen him on the sexual before. And it's it's like when he gets that feeling. Gosh. <laughs> you know, in my, my mind, troop, so, it feels it? fine. <laughs> and then when I come out, it, 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 I, so I just, many poorly chosen words in this entire podcast, I'm on, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, anyway, um, it is exciting. Like I was talking with Ben earlier. I would be intrigued to see what the MCU would look like had the Inhuman show not so monumentally <laughs> shit the bed. Because that is a big reason why this scene is now now exists. Yes. Um, because in the comics, uh, Kamala is an Inhuman. Um, but given where we are in the MCU right now, and given what is on the horizon, and given the similarities between Inhumans and Mutants, it makes sense for them to go this route. And I could absolutely see Miss Marvel being an X-Man, but they've also left a door open in the response that Kamala gives in terms of just another label. That yeah. can, they, they could go either way with it. Um, but either way, it's, it's exciting to hear that word, to hear that theme. I really enjoyed that scene. It's wild, isn't it? So uh, there's a lot of repercussions for this, a lot of stuff to get into with the idea that Mutants are now confirmed in the MCU and they've kind of done it in a way that I don't think any of us saw coming. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a huge retcon of, of Kamala's uh, origin. Uh, and th that's all very, very interesting. But if I were if I were the Inhumans, I'd, I'd feel a little hard done by. Mm. Because a few years ago, Kevin Feige stood on the stage at Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe not have been Comic-Con, it may have been one of the, the big Marvel things they do every now and again mm. where they, they, they announce their slate. And if I'm right in thinking, The Inhumans was scheduled to come out as a movie in 2019. So he, he stood on the stage and went, and then, you're not going to believe this, The Inhumans is coming in 2019. <laughs> and we have now somehow got to the point where not only was there no Inhumans movie, they very much quickly realized that was a busted flush and, and backed away from it. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Just backing up. We're now at the point where they have been almost eradicated from the MCU entirely. There was that terrible show, which is actually in canon, I guess. Then Black Bolt turns up in Doctor Strange, but is treated almost entirely as a punchline. Is dispatched very, very quickly, mm -hmm. even though his power is kind of quite awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and now this. So, you know, Miss Marvel, Kamala, was in a human, now is, we think, a mutant. It's very interesting. Is this why they changed uh, her powers and things like that? Because there was a lot of discussion about that before the show came out. Yeah. I think people were annoyed that they were changing. I don't know if it was her powers or it was like how they used Yeah, partly. Center. Like, I think we were speculating that they, it's, it's a similar skill set to Mr. Fantastic. And with Fantastic Four on the mm -hmm. horizon, 
And granted, we, should, we saw a little bit of that in Doctor Strange, but again, it wasn't really anything. We saw a little bit of it, and then he gets dispatched because he's the dumbest man in the universe, in that universe anyway. Um, but yeah, like I still feel even the little bit that we get in Doctor Strange, it looks a little bit goofy, that stretchy part. I feel like they need another few years to fine tune that and then have that be more impactful. I mean, we, we still get... You know, I, I see. I don't. I don't want to say the word now anymore. In Biggin, well, yes, it's fine. You can say the word. I'm, I'm good just, to say you know, it without yeah. you know, people getting weird on me. Okay, yeah, just, yeah, um, keep, your, keep your pants on. That's that's all I'm asking. Um, I'll do my best. The, um, <laughs> I, I think this episode leans more into, you know, an authentic recreation, authentic recreation of her comic book powers. Mm-hmm. But what they do is really interesting. And in I think they maybe get around this goofy aspect of of stretching and embiggening that you will naturally have unless your CG is absolutely top of the range mm-hmm. which you know on a TV show's budget is pretty damn good the uh, the action and the effects in this episode you know mm-hmm. pretty damn good but you know we're still not talking holds up to cinematic big screen scrutiny which you'd need to, to to do for Reed Richards but what they do is because of her energy powers they kind of sheath it in this yeah. you know sort of cosmic-y mm-hmm. energy beam thing so mm-hmm. it doesn't look as goofy as it could do No and this is the most we've seen of that type of power throughout the whole series there obviously was a bit of Con, but she goes really she goes really huge and like when she catches the car mm. and it's like mm. it's not all, it's not quite a Reed Richards stretchiness it's like mm-hmm. it's like her arm just fully grows like yeah she grows body and she, yeah. She, yeah. she becomes bigger as well yeah. and she'll you know mm. I'm sure they'll explore that and I thought line. it was really cool I I, yeah. I didn't think it looked weird or, no. or mm. goofy I, I liked it a lot yeah. absolutely I think without the glowing quality it might look a bit Mm-hmm. More uh, not shoddy. I don't want to use the word shoddy, but it might look a little bit um, unusual. Yeah, and I think that that really that that provides a buffer. Mm. I think. Um, but yeah, what about this? What about this idea that she's been retconned into becoming a mutant? That, you know, that's that's fascinating. We've been talking for a long time about <laughs> about mutants in the MCU. Whenever I heard that <laughs> line, I'm like, oh, Helen's not going to like this. <laughs> she is not going to like this. Um, but I think that we're on a we're on a timetable now we're heading towards the introduction of the X-Men yeah. what this does is very interesting in that it posits the idea that they're already here yeah I, I I really like it I think it was again we were talking earlier and I I said it felt quite organic quite natural rather than sort of forcing it in in a way that it could be uh, the, if they're already here then it would just be a matter of time for more and more discovered yeah. uh, you know all sorts of characters we've got to explore I I think that it's it's been done well, and the sort of slight theme that we got when he said mutation was very cool. I, mm-hmm. I, it was just it was just like a nice little moment, but it was also nice that Karma didn't really accept it. It's like another label, mm-hmm. and again I said earlier that it 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 feels like you know that's just you know it's like being called Muslim or being called uh, brown or what have you, and, and it's, it's it it is another label that she just doesn't really. She doesn't really want to deal with, and she's, she's got just, no time for it. Yeah, she's yeah. she's just going to carry on doing what she does, mm. which is exactly what she, her character's been about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they could absolutely go that route, or they could go the other way and have Miss Marvel be part <clears throat> of the bridge between the MCU we know and the MCU of the X Men, which is coming, um, which would be really really cool. Yeah, we'll see. 
But it's such a it's such a sea change. It's such a it's such a huge change. So you're having a character who's not a mutant, who's not been part of the X Men, mm-hmm. who now potentially could be part of the X Men, or or at least in, in, you know introduce this into that world. I always thought that it was going to be that they were going to be brought here from another multiverse. Mm-hmm. The the mutants were going to be brought from another from another place. That doesn't seem to be the case anymore. But there's a lot to discuss in terms of her specific. Mutation, because as we understand it in, in the comic books and the previous movies, mutations by and large are something that gets triggered in people when they mm. hit puberty. Mm-hmm. By and large, that's what happens. That doesn't seem to have been the case here. So what I want to know, I want to know more about this mutation. Is this a latent mutation that was in her all the time, but that was triggered by exposure to the bangle? Or did the bangle mutate her? Is the bangle responsible mm. for the mutation? Uh, oh, was maybe. Her, was her yeah. grandmother also a mutant in that sense? And, and mm. how does it link to the whole clan, clandestine thing? Yeah, because yeah. isn't she isn't isn't she a jinn? And the jinn thing. Jin, yeah. yeah, are they just like another word? Another word for being a mutant is the mm. is the, um, the dimension that the clandestines are from. Nor, is that related to it somehow? The nor dimension. I know mm. we've. Um, mm thought in the past like is it related to the snap and I was just thinking in my head mm. how old will Kamala have been at the snap she yeah she would have been born before then even though it moved on five years she's what like 15 assuming that she didn't get snapped yeah which um, we don't really know yeah um it's it's quite confusing about we, we don't we don't know yet mm-hmm. there's a chance that this might have been something that they you know it, it, it has there's a slight tang of reshoot about that you know there's a slight tang of it's something that they maybe stuck in quite quite at the last minute at the 11th hour they stuck this in and they're gonna you know introduce it now and then figure out the ramifications of it afterwards Mm. um you know there's there's a grand plan in place obviously at marvel but they're also Mm. a company that can roll with the punches there was nothing else to that scene right am i remembering rightly that one week later it was literally they pull up in the car they have that conversation. There was yeah. no other like plot points in that scene. No. So it could well have ended on the lamppost. Mm. Um, you just, we just want to end on the lamppost. Um, of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Like it, it feels totally separate. It, was that in there the whole time? Like we don't know. Mm. I um, think it's it, fine if it wasn't because it yeah. still feels yeah. like a good scene. Like it's still, yeah. like if it was a reshoot or all, they've added it mm. in or what have you. I, I it like would, it. It's still good. And yeah, we find out that Bruno Bryan is going mm. to um, Caltech. It would make a certain sort of sense, though, because <laughs> if this is true, Kevin Feige is a freaking genius because <laughs> Comic Con is two weeks away. Marvel mm-hmm. is going to be there. If he has teed up a big X Men announcement with this, oh, the guy's playing oh like God. 5D chess <laughs> and we're just, this, this is incredible. I'm on. You're only realizing this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We shall see. Good timing. Yeah, it's I, good I think, timing. I think that's that's part of it. Although we've been we've been suckered into stuff like this before, you know, when yeah. Moonlight and Justice Doctor Strange is coming out. Mm. Well, of course, that means that Moonlight's going to be making a cameo in Doctor Strange too. Mm. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Miss Marvel, you know, kind of coincides with Thor: Love and Thunder. We think it's going to be a crossover there. No, there mm. these things are very much, you know, on their parallel tracks at the moment. But I do think there's something in that. I think mm. he is absolutely introduced, to, or they have introduced the concept of. Um, of mutants into the into the MCU just so they can drop the the big bomb, whether that's a Comic Con or D twenty three, and now leaning towards D twenty three because I think they'll they'll want to focus Comic Con on Black Panther, Black Panther, the Marvels, 
and Captain America 4, whatever that movie's going to be called, yeah. I think mm-hmm. they're going to make a big announcement there. Yeah. But and sorry, Who's Captain America? Like, it's just it's so unclear. <laughs> you know. We don't know who Anthony Mackie is really going to be yeah. playing. I mean, I mean, he, we, like Steve Rogers said, he gave 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 him the shield in the mm. end of Endgame. Um, you know, um, Sam Wilson called himself Captain America in the Falcon with the Soldier. The Falcon with the Soldier ends with text saying Captain America with the Soldier. All the social medias mm-hmm. have changed mm. it to Sam Wilson's Captain. It's just it's just so unclear. Yeah, I just I'm I don't get so it. So confused. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the jury's out. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> It's going to be the first, it's going to be like, um, it's going to have a question mark. Captain America? <laughs> That's what Captain America? Who is Captain America? Uh, no, it's Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson is yeah, Captain America, right of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. I think those are the three movies that's going to, uh, that are going to be kind of given the big 21 gun salute yeah. at, at Comic-Con. And then I think D23 might be Fantastic Four and, and X-Men. I'm not necessarily mm. there with casting announcements yet, yeah. but, um, but I think they're going to announce... 2025 X-Men or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, um, anything else about the episode you want to talk about before we take some listener questions? You know, what, what, um, one of the things I thought wasn't resolved and I thought was going to be resolved, I thought Bruno for sure was going to tell Kamala something about his feelings in this episode and he didn't. And mm-hmm. is that because he saw that she effectively chose Cameron? You know, they, yeah. girls like the bad boys. They like the <laughs> bad boys. Yeah, tell me Especially about when they're possessed by the spirits of their mums. <laughs> <laughs> they're the best guys. <laughs> they really are, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's the only reason he didn't tell her. I think there would have mm. otherwise been a scene. I'm really glad that there wasn't. Again, another thing this episode did really well was having their friendship rather mm. than any sort of relationship stuff mm. in it. It was, yeah. it was yeah. lovely. Yeah, no, I like that. We're talking with Neil earlier, and I just it's a Can you save your conversation? I know, we start I know. The podcast. We, 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 we half we, talked about it, then we stopped. You know what? If 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 you were there on, on time, time, like oh. we were, then we wouldn't have had the time. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend. I'm sorry. The double pepperoni and and spicy honey pizza at Pizza Pilgrims cannot be rushed. Okay, that's a fair point. If you knew, if you knew art. Then you would know that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's pretty. Well, you had the uh, and do you dip? I never had that before. It was so good. Proper oh, good. Anyway, please, yes. Amon, you were saying something. Yes, I was talking with the on time Neil, our uh, right honorable friend, <laughs> um, about how this is another show where, even though this is one of the better finales that Disney Plus MCU have put out, they. I could have still done with another episode to explain a few things, a few concepts. I know that we were a bit confused by... Concepts. So, <laughs> we were a bit confused about some of the stuff that was happening in the last episode with the veil and everything else and with the clandestines. If they had an episode to really elaborate on that, I feel like some of the dialogue would have hit harder. Not some of the dialogue, but because the, the performances, you know, Iman Valeni is doing a really great job all the other characters, all the other actors doing a really good job. But some of the dialogue which they're, send, which they're saying, especially when it comes to the Kamala and Kamala scenes, would have hit harder. Um, so there was that. You mentioned the yeah. Adil and Bilal of it all. I love the fact that we got the animations returning for the, how are we going to plan this out? Yes. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was cool. great. And, you know, as much as it would have been nice to have gotten that in the interim between one and six, it makes sense that it's coming back here because in those episodes, Kamala was still figuring things out. Things were getting a little bit more serious in those episodes. In in those episodes here, now that she is fully coming to her own as Miss Marvel, now that um, there's this big mission to plan, it made sense for that to return in the scene that returned in. 
Um, so yeah. Yeah, I thought actually we would have got more of that stuff, but I guess you're right that she's becoming more mature. So all the background fantasy right, exactly. art illustrations mm. have disappeared from her life. And obviously it's a much more serious situation. Mm. Uh, it's interesting that a lot of the the character development in this episode, a lot of the conversations about, you know, what happened to Najma and what, you know, what's going what what's happening to Cameron right now? Mm. We're taken in extremis as we talked about. There's a lot of running and then stopping and then talking and then running again and then mm-hmm. and so on. Um, and, and the decision to place it all in the school, I thought was a really interesting one as well because it gives us, you know, it gives the whole thing a sense of fun mm. while at the same time damage controller being complete and utter fucking dicks, mm-hmm. um, which is perhaps something we can we can talk about uh, also. But yeah, I thought there were some really really nice touches from from Adil and Bilal. I think I think you're right about the extra episode. I think an extra episode might have helped with certain things like. I think Najma was trying to use Kamran to reopen the veil. I think that's partially what happens when he has that big explosion outside yeah. the school and mm. you know, and all the crystals come out of him. I think the veil might be reopening there. He certainly seems to be a pretty powerful being. Um, I was never 100% convinced, if I'm honest. I think there was, if there's a flaw to the show, I don't think that Kamran worked as a character post the reveal. So mm. I think he was really fun in that moment where he was the hot guy who was trying to ensnare mm-hmm. Kamala. And then after that, I don't really think they quite got a handle on what he was meant to be. Is he a, is he a bad guy with the potential to be good? Is he a good guy with the potential to be bad? And they kind of, in the end, fudged it a little bit. You know, was mm. he possessed by the spirit of the Egyptian moon god Khonshu, or rather his mother? <laughs> you know, or was that just something she sent to him to imbue him with the powers to reopen the veil? You know, mm. there's a lot of interesting yeah. ground there, I think, that you could explore. And I don't think they quite got it. Having said that, there were some real close-ups of him where they went in very, very tight, mm. where his eyes were going full, you know, um, Bill Bixby in mm. the in the Hulk TV show, in the Incredible Hulk TV show, where his eyes were turning yeah. a different colour. And I thought, oh, this that's interesting because now he looks like he's properly on the verge of becoming evil, yeah. becoming a villain. That's push it in that direction a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they didn't quite do that. So I think that's a character that they slightly fudged a little bit. But I quite liked last week we talked about um, is he going to be the big bad? Is he going to be the villain that, that Kamala mm. is fighting? Yeah, mm-hmm. And I quite liked that it wasn't quite that simple. Like mm. this power that he's being given, which I'm not sure whether he is being possessed. I'm That's still really unclear. I don't, I don't think he is now. I don't think he is. No. But that's my, that was my reading on yeah. it. That's a hint of it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, that power is clearly like causing him some pain and some stress mm-hmm. and like it's just coming out and he can't really stop it. And then, you know, Bruno says to Kamala, don't tell him about his mum because he knows that's like emotionally, that's mm-hmm. going to just like wreck him and who knows what will happen, which is kind of like what happens. Mm-hmm. And obviously he is kind of, he's showing less remorse in injuring people as mm-hmm. that finale mm-hmm. plays out yeah. than obviously Kamala is. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't read it as he's like a villain as such. It was, mm-hmm. it was like he's been burdened with this, like, and he's been that way sort of all the way through. Najma's been like quite um, overpowering in her mission mm-hmm. and like dragged him along and then left him behind. It's like quite a tragic story, really. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he's been given all this power that he can't control and that is clearly hurting him. Mm-hmm. And he's just sort of like expressing it. And I think. There's definitely room for him to still be. I really liked that mm. moment that Bruno walked in on when they were holding hands and you could see mm. their different powers together. Yeah, that was. That felt like just like a nice kinship. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it definitely could have been explored more. I think he's a great actor, and it, there mm-hmm. could have been more to it. But I kind of liked the sort of um, vagueness. It's just really frustrating that we keep on having to have this 
extra episode conversation in regards to these shows. Let the shows be as long as they need them to be. I don't know sort of what is happening in the planning phases that, you know, is there a mandate for six episodes, but we keep on having to have this conversation. Well, it and not, because WandaVision was nine. No, well, this yeah. is what I'm yeah. saying. And WandaVision, you know, for many people, yourself included, was the best of the Disney Plus MCU shows because yeah. it was allowed to have nine episodes to explore what it explored. And I feel like in a number of these shows, we keep saying Moon Knight, one more episode, Hawkeye, one more episode, this one more episode. These shows would benefit from that time. So just, you know, don't start off with saying this has to be six episodes. Let's fit in six episodes worth of story. Do the story and then see sort of how long you need to have everything explored in the way in which you need it to to have to be fully impactful because otherwise we're just going to keep on next show, six episodes, too too short. Next show. It It doesn't have to be necessarily we need an extra episode because obviously that has all yeah. kinds of budgetary yeah. implications. And, you know, even though they're Marvel and they have their their, their cup overfloweth with gold, everything will have to have a budget and the budget assigned right. and the seventh episode will suddenly throw that out of whack. But what you could do is have an episode like last episode, which was a really good episode, but we all agree it was too short. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took really yeah. interesting risks. Yeah. Like Kamala doesn't appear for the first 20 minutes of that episode. That was a hell of a risk. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason why you couldn't have had more stuff with... Uh, Bruno and with Yusuf and yep. with, you know, and with um, Amir and 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 with with Kamran and exploring what they're going through a little bit more rather than now and again a, a quick cutaway. Right. But yeah, I, I think that is that is something. But, but, but Kamran was there was a really interesting exchange between him and um, and Kamala where he was talking about he realizes his mother has died and you know that she destroyed the veil and. Mm. He's talking about, you know, I would, you know, she was going to destroy our world, but that, he was going, but that was that was our that was our world, that was my home, and I just thought it was really interesting because he obviously never had that. He was displaced. Mm-hmm. He's never experienced that home, yeah. mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting because there's a theme running through the show about about emigration and mm-hmm. being an immigrant, and but yeah, I think that was I think it was nicely rounded up within him that he was willing to go to great lengths. Not necessarily to die for, but almost to kill for a place he had never been. Mm. Had he been sold an idea mm. of a place rather than than the actual reality of the place? I thought for I thought for a second she was going to respond, "No, this is your home," and I thought that might be the thing to talk him down, but mm. didn't quite go that way. Another relationship I would have loved more of, especially considering how it started in the first couple of episodes, uh, Kamala and Nakia. Yes, we didn't totally get agreed. En- enough of that. Totally agreed. Um, Especially like, you know, they finally have that chat in the, in this episode, you know, why didn't you tell me? I told you everything. And that was really, really nice, but it just made me want more of. There's uh, a line that Nakia says about, you know, or uh, Kamala says, but you kind of hate superheroes. And mm. I don't yeah. think that was p- yeah, communicated that didn't, I didn't, yeah. That didn't come through for me either. Yeah. yeah I, I'm curious, like, why? No, because yeah. they, they didn't say why, did they? They just said she hates superheroes and that mm. was it. So that's where Kamala's sort of hesitation to tell it comes from. Yeah. Absolutely. That's something that they could have maybe leaned into a little bit. I don't get the sense. I mean, all these things, all these movies, all these shows undergo revisions and they undergo mm-hmm. last minute changes. I don't think, you know, that there's anything as drastic as the overhaul, I suspect, went on in Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. between episode three and episode four and everything that comes after episode four. Like, you just get a sense that that show, the end of that show wasn't quite was originally planned. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's quite the case here, but things get lost along the way. Mm-hmm. Could you have had a scene with Nakia? I really love that relationship, you know, in the first couple of episodes where she goes, oh, well, you know, my brother was blipped or mm-hmm. something like that. So therefore, yeah. even though it's Thanos' fault, ultimately, I'm going to blame Thor. 
Mm. You know, so maybe some, you know, or the superheroes. It was all the superheroes' fault, really. Ultimately, when you when you look at it, mm. that could have made sense. Mm. Um, you know, and and I also think the motivation of damage control lady, uh, whose agent name I can't remember, diva, diva, diva. Yes, thank you. <laughs> She's money. a total diva. And, uh, <laughs> uh, that maybe could have been explored a little bit more. You know, it seems to be rooted in racism and yeah. ultimately mm. in fear of Muslim people, but. You know, maybe it's a good thing they didn't actually make that overt, but mm. it, you know, that's something I felt I could have maybe had a little bit more of. Mm-hmm. If it's the racism thing, yeah, it's kind of an easy way to go with yeah, w- with um, you know, some government department storming into a mosque. It's kind of, I mean, they're ice. The, the, they're basically ice. Yeah, they mm-hmm. are. Yeah, yeah. The, it's like the norm, and mm-hmm. it's it's the norm to the point that they all have their IDs shown immediately when mm-hmm. they go in. Yeah. Once again, have the goddamn shoes on, which mm-hmm. just really yeah. annoyed us. It really stuck um, out to me this did, time. Yeah, it did. First time. It's so easy to see this time. Yeah, uh, yeah. riding roughshod. Yeah, and it, yeah, again, it's easy just to, to you know out and out call her a racist, but to have all these, them they're, they're almost subtle nods to to her and what she thinks of Muslims or people who are not white in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because yeah. it seems to be like sh- her singular determination to come down so hard on the kids in the school because she's told to stand down. She's told to stand down mm-hmm. and it seems to be like her single-mindedness, like she's the one pushing forward. It's not like it's coming from above. Like obviously mm-hmm. they were investigating it at the start, but it just seems like she went rogue, which is... Um, rogue? Mutants in the MCU confirmed? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How many more years of this? Till we see a long time, a long time. Uh, all right, let's have some questions, shall we? So the first question comes from at Scott Clark eight. After Abu said that they tried for a long time to have a second baby after Amir, yeah. uh, is the possibility that is there a possibility that they were helped with conceiving Kamala in the process, making her a mutant if none of the other family members are, or is the mutant thing? a massive red herring. This is something I considered because when mm. Bruno was saying that he that Kamala's different to her family, I thought he was going to say that she's adopted. I don't mm. know why. Oh, okay. But well, I do know why. It's because <laughs> because of that conversation on the roof and they said they'd had so much trouble having her and it was a miracle and I was like, has something else happened here? I don't it would surprise me if that was the case, but because of like the theme of families being so integral, but mm. um uh, yeah, that that did cross my mind that something's happened when mm. she was born or she wasn't theirs or I don't know. Like like Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> conceived by the midichlorians himself. <laughs> Quite a weekend that was. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I to be honest, I hadn't read that into that scene. I, I, I thought no, that I just a mutation happily naturally happens. By and large, there's you know very few things. I guess mm. some people can have their mutations triggered by something, or, or even implanted in, in people. But by and large, they just happen, and it's just luck of the draw. Uh, maybe being having some sort of gene DNA helps to an extent with mm. that, if indeed that is what's happening here. Uh, but yeah, the that scene I just wanted to dwell on it a little bit more with the the, the naming of the of of Miss Marvel and what uh, what Yusuf says about um, Kamal being. I've only seen the episode once. Perfect. He says, "He says Urdu for Marvel." Now, Neil, I know oh, you were saying no, that you're. It says Urdu for perfect. Perfect. No, but he says perfect Marvel. 
wasn't it Arabic for perfect? It was something Arabic like that. for it perfect, was... but it was it was Urdu for, for wonder or marvel. Now Neil, you were saying last week that you're you're uh, you're a bit sloppy these days. Oh, uh, but you've never learned. Yeah. You've no, never, no, is, there, is there any truth in that? Do we do we know? I don't know. Uh, admittedly, my heritage language is not Urdu. So. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Sorry. We should, what? We should say that a lot of that scene with uh, Kamala and her father is taken directly from the comics. I'm actually oh, looking at it right really? now. Oh, yes, yes, oh, that's indeed. Cool. That's very right. Yep. Now, I'm guessing that's the case, right? I'm guessing that, you know, that they won't get these things right. This is going to be a massively yeah. Google search today. <laughs> yeah. Kamal means perfection in Arabic, but. Uh, but yeah, what's what's it, what does it say in the comic? It just says it just it doesn't say anything about um, Urdu. So, uh, but yeah, good spot, good spot. Anyway, but yeah, just that made me think of my own uh, situation because I was a, a baby who came along seven years after my sister. My parents were told they couldn't have kids mm. again, uh, and then they came along. True story, folks. My mom was seven and a half months pregnant with me before she realized she was pregnant. Wow. Uh, wow. Yep. Yeah. And um, so that's why I'm called Christopher, because Christopher means gift from God. And even though my mom was agnostic, extremely agnostic, <laughs> they decided to lean into that. So <laughs> in, in, in certain ways, I, I can relate to Kamala. <laughs> you are our own we are Mr. The same. Marvel. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. That's exactly what I was hoping you would say. Yeah, you're, you're nearly as brown as her. <laughs> Not pasty at all. <laughs> Listen, just because I'm the whitest man alive. I walked in the sun for like three minutes. I've got freckles all down my pasty Irish arm. What can you do? Uh, right. Oh, Chris AD was the person who requested that we do the Marvel, uh, the X-Men theme via Kazoo. So thank you for that, Chris AD. Uh, Wood of Kings says, I'm looking forward to hearing Ben say mutants confirmed. <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> he's, not confirmed, he's not here. Uh, he said that moment felt tacked on, and I'm guessing it's total misdirection. I don't think it is, but I think you might be onto something with it being uh, placed there lovingly after the fact, shall we say? <laughs> uh, someone else has said mutants in the MCU confirmed. Uh, Foul Shopaholic <laughs> says, I loved Kamala's coming out to her family. Arlie Khan's the coolest family in the <laughs> MCU. So good. The scene where Maniba gave Kamala her new costume made me cry. Agent <laughs> Deaver and her yeah. goons didn't take their shoes off in the mosque. <laughs> Does anyone else wish they'd paid more attention in chemistry class? <laughs> yes. What was that yeah. solution? Was, that, yeah, it yeah. just it's expanded. Like that was amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. super chemical solution, yeah. and if you add, if you add one chemical yes. to another chemical, that's what that happens. Ah, <laughs> the super chemical. Oh, yeah. sure. yeah. sure we know. all know that. Yeah. Where do you keep your super chemicals? <laughs> onto the sink. Obviously, try I, at home tonight. <laughs> try adding bleach to fairy liquid and see no, what happens. Don't do that. Don't, don't, do, don't, no. don't, don't drink it. That's, yeah. that's for yeah. damn sure. I do completely agree about the um, Kamala revealing that she's. Nightlight to her family, though. In terms of, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a speakerphone. That's how we found out the speakerphone. That was fantastic. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, and that's what I love about the show. Like for all its hearts, and you know, it's you know, and it, and it was getting more and more serious every week. I was guaranteed to laugh out loud mm -hmm. at least once. There were, there were some amazing lines. I love those parents so much. Yeah, um, they're great. From last week's, you know, this is spyware for parents. Why am I only finding out about this now? <laughs> to the speakerphone yeah. business this week, I was wrong. About Suzu playing a part in the in the finale, but you know, but no, it, speaker yeah. was it, was it, yeah, wasn't there like some sort of Zuzu there, like played playing the songs? Was there not something? There? Oh, did he do something like oh, that? Oh, was yeah. that Zuzu yeah. when they thought it was a bomb? 
Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, was that Azuzu? It was Azuzu. Yeah. I know it was As long as we're talking about being wrong about stuff, I was wrong about Chekhov's driving test. I really thought they were uh, going to do it. Oh, well. You were. <laughs> While we're on one liners, I really liked at the end when Nakia said, Get in, loser. We're getting shawarma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice callback. Callback. Call <laughs> <laughs> like it. Yeah. Uh, Saint Wright asks I did for a moment think Bruno was going to tell her dad could not be her real dad, which would have been awful. Um, Saint really Wright also it. says, What was the note Bruno put in a locker? Yeah, mm. I was wondering about that too. Oh, I think I missed that. Yeah, it's in the what montage was, at the end of the oh. show. He, he puts a, a note in what I'm presuming is Kamala's locker. Whether or not she reads it, I do not know. Oh, yeah, sorry. But, so maybe yeah. he does confess his feelings for her, but just by by missive. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was Kamala's locker as well, but then they do one week later. And I'm like, surely yeah, Kamala pres- has read that and opened up a locker in that week. Because yeah. so. I, I read it as he's going away to Caltech right. and that's like a goodbye. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, there's the whole one week later thing, so... Yeah. We don't really maybe, know. Maybe that's how he tells her that he's going to Caltech. Because he hadn't told her at that point. No, he hadn't. Already. No, he hadn't, no. actually. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the only thing it could be. Because everything else just doesn't make sense. Because at that point, because <laughs> one week later, they do know. So yeah, yeah, but if you're doing that, then surely, you know, you set it up by having him post a note, but you actually show Kamala reading the note and reacting to it. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah. So, but I don't know, it's a bit strange. Drama. Which lends to your theory that that scene at the end was added in after the fact. I think. We shall see. Still we shall okay see. With that. Or maybe they'll mm. never tell. Um, <laughs> Greggles. First AD underscore Greggles says, why would the mosque have a secret hiding place behind a bookshelf? The show does so well to show mosques in a refreshingly positive light. But by showing that, it kind of leans into the stereotypes that mosques hide people. No. Like, no. you know. I didn't really read it like that. It's, it's for me like yes you know mosques are you know, sacred places and definitely sort of see that in this show but they this show all the people they're still very much realist they know what the world is they know how they're going to be viewed they, so they know that they need to have places like that for certain situations which they may or may, may, or may not get into yeah. completely outside of their control so for me it made sense that yes they'd have a hiding place like that it's an interesting one. We're, um, we are going to be talking later on today. Um, Ben's going to be talking later on today to Sana Amanat, who is, of course, co-creator of Miss Marvel, along with G. Willow Wilson who and, and various other uh, artists and stuff. Uh, but G. Willow Wilson, who is also a cameo in this episode. Cool. Uh, and I don't know whether Ben's going to be asking Sana that, but we're also hoping to talk to Bishakai Ali, who is the creator and head writer of the show at some point. That's not guaranteed, but... We're going to be hoping to do that. I think that would be a really interesting question for for her yeah. uh, to answer that one. Um, all right. So here's another question from at Stee Nine Hen. Does anyone else? <laughs> does anyone else find it ironic that after looking for hints of mutants in the main MCU universe, that the first proper hint appears in this fantastic show that many so-called MCU fans have written off without even watching? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so many people seem to say enjoy saying it's for kids to me this has been the most adult of the Disney Plus shows and many of the movies it has built characters family and community yeah. so that little moments hit it's a long question the clandestine <laughs> could have been defeated in a big fight but ultimately it was their own actions that caused their fate uh, you know Cameron wasn't a big bad but instead was shown by Kamala it's better to be a hero by her actions and then of course the moment where she gets her name hit emotionally 
I think that was really well said in terms of, yeah, it might have like the youngest core cast of, of these types yeah. of shows, but it was very mature in its approach to all those bigger themes. Um, I think that's really, really well said. All right. Uh, well, listen, uh, <laughs> one of the prices of being in a brave new world uh, is that we don't have all the studio time that we would like. So we're being uh, kicked out at the moment. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have to end our Miss Marvel spoiler special there. Uh, who knows? We did a Obi-Wan Kenobi listener question special. Maybe we'll do that again if we get enough questions. We can come back in another time and do it. Uh, so in the meantime, it is time to say goodbye to Neil Bat one last time. Goodbye. Sophie Butcher, one last time. Goodbye. Amon Warman, one last time. Peace. And it's goodbye from me for one last time. Embiggin, everybody. Embiggin yourselves. Oh my gosh, Chris. I can't believe you said that word. Oh my Put gosh. Put it away. <laughs> Easy now. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.